Hey everybody, we're making a little change in our in our podcast. Uh, you know, as you guys know, typically we do guest episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, what we're gonna do now is we launched a newsletter uh, called Hacks Weekly. The link to subscribe is in the uh, show notes. And initially, this newsletter was it was born three weeks ago uh, as a private newsletter for members of the Hacks community. But the feedback we got was just so hype. Everyone loved it. We decided to, to share it with everyone. So this newsletter comes out every Tuesday. So what we'll do is we will uh, do an audio rendition. And it's not going to be a straight readout. I'm going to kind of just talk about uh, these things and add some more context and detail. Uh, but we'll do a, a readout on Tuesdays of the newsletter um, on this uh, show. So it's a great place to to uh, catch the newsletter if you don't like to read and like to listen just subscribe to this podcast and on thursday when we have great guests we will definitely have them on but it won't be every week and that's just uh, a function of just making sure that uh, the content we're putting out there is always high quality so with this newsletter um, hacks weekly is really written to help young investors uh, approach investing by providing access to where the world is heading. Um, and we have an un unashamed focus on crypto. We do this by simplifying cutting edge trends and technologies. We share what's on with top of mind and discuss news and events through our one, two, three format. So what we do is we do one investing or crypto concept explained in a way a five-year-old can understand. So in episode, in edition one, we did what is a blockchain. In edition two, we did what is an NFT. And last week we did what is fractionalized ownership. Uh, this week we're going to talk about digital wallets. Um, we then talk about two themes we just can't stop thinking about. And then we, we uh, end on three things. So these could be articles, tweets, memes, podcasts, just really hit the spot. So today's concept is a digital wallet. You've probably heard of it, especially with you know, crypto mania. But you may be wondering what that actually is. So a digital wallet allows you to securely store any digital assets you own. So this could include cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin or Ethereum. Uh, it can also include NFTs or really any assets you own. So similar to a physical wallet or a Venmo account, it has individual private ownership. Only you are allowed to spend from it. But digital wallets have a special quality with huge implications. They have public access. So what this means is that digital wallets can allow anyone to view the contents of your wallet. You might ask, wait, what about my privacy? So we'll get into that in a second, but let's first explore why public access is a game changer. So who are you? So let's kind of do an exercise here. Raise your hand if you have a million and one logins. Okay, it's a trick question. We all do. Everyone listening to this has different passwords to Amazon, Facebook, Netflix, Gmail, bank accounts, the list of websites goes on. And why is that? It's because there is no single agreed-upon authority of your, for your digital identity. And so every website, when, they were, when it was created, had really two options. One is they can create their own login infrastructure. Uh, they can basically create their own flow to capture your email and password, which puts the onus on you, the user, to share your email, and then you have to also remember logins to all these different identities you have that, are, that aren't linked to one another. The other option, which you've seen more recently, 
is relying on kind of signing in with your Gmail, Twitter, and Facebook. So kind of your email and your social media account is like the closest proximity to your um, digital identity. So a lot of websites have said, okay, we'll just sign in with that. But the challenge with that is that it puts the onus on the website to depend on Google, Twitter, and Facebook to understand who their users are, which is never a fun place to be. But in either scenario, the fundamental issue still remains. The, your identity is not owned by the end user. And as a result, it can't be universally acknowledged. So enter digital wallets. Think about it. Your digital wallet is actually a perfect way to represent your digital identity. It's unique, it's something you own, and is accessible publicly by any website. And even better, you can pay for stuff directly from your wallet. So here's an example. This week I discovered this, uh, this site called the Pixel Portraits, which is really cool. I highly recommend you guys check it out. It allows you to commission a pixel portrait of yourself uh, or anyone else. So there's some fun portraits of like Donald Trump and Kanye West and, and, and all these other kind of, um, you know, cool people. And of course I did. Uh, and I, of course I commissioned my own. And um, the identity and payments flow of the website really blew me away and I, I felt shows showed us a glimpse of what the future looks like. So here is like my here's my experience. One click login via digital wallet. So there's just a connect wallet and you're just logged in. There's no emails, no account creation, no passwords, no future promotional email. One click instant pay via digital wallet. So whenever when I wanted to commission my uh, my portrait, no credit card, no billing address, no PayPal. Sounds amazing, right? Digital wallets were initially invented as a way to store digital assets, but will morph into something far more important. It will offer a single, single sign-on and instant transaction for the internet. The other piece of this is who you are. So not who are you, but who you are. If I asked someone that didn't know you the best way to describe who you are, they'd probably check out your Instagram or other social media, maybe where you went to school, your favorite music, but the same fundamental problem exists. The information is scattered. It's superficial and it's not yours. You don't own it. It lives on some company's database somewhere. Digital wallets change all that. In the future, every activity, picture, concert, sporting event, achievement, diploma, etc. will be represented as a digital memory via NFTs and exist in your wallet. Same with digital art you own or any gaming avatars you play with and it'll be up to date. So in the future, we'll all have pages to share our digital self's uh, kind of experience. Uh, similar to, um, there's a link I have in the piece of Mark Cuban's NFT gallery. So as digital and physical worlds inevitably merge, your wallet will be the digital gateway to your soul so people can know the real you. The future can't get here soon enough. Oh yeah, what about privacy? Uh, two quick thoughts, and we'll cover this more in depth in a future edition. The biggest privacy concern is people being able to tell how much money you have, uh, probably. So this is what I would say. Think of your primary digital wallet more like your physical wallet. You only really have your carrying around money in there. You're more likely to store your savings and other assets in different wallets that offer more privacy. The second piece is actually, in many ways, digital wallets offer even more privacy because when you... Uh, log in, you aren't sharing your emails or passwords with, company, with companies, rather, just your wallet identifier. 
So that was our one concept. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Two big themes in our mind. The first one is, look, to build wealth, we all know you need to own assets. And I kind of think of ownership as a drug. It can't be talked about. It has to be experienced. Once it's experienced, there's no going back. A huge part of the recent hype, in my opinion, around NFTs is people experiencing digital ownership for the first time and then being hooked. Now, one of the challenges with democratizing ownership is that many people don't have the money to own and as a result, can't experience the ownership high in quotes. Fractionalized ownership, which we talked about last week, certainly helps, but digital wallets represent a really unique way to promote this. Think about this. If the next 1 billion users into crypto have their wallets preloaded with some, you know, NFT, maybe it's a unique piece of generative art, they can kind of get that ownership high right from the get-go uh, and, and really kind of understand the power of ownership. Uh, the second thing we're thinking about is all about Solana Summer. So Packy McCormick wrote a legendary 10,000-word piece on it, and the price of Solana has just been straight mooning. I think at time of time of this recording, it's around $124, which represents a 50% gain in the past seven days alone. So what is Solana? The Achilles heel of, of uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum is, has always been its transaction speed. It's slow. Now, this has been viewed as a required trade-off uh, of the de decentralization it brings, but really what it results in is a technology being impractical to use for applications that require near real-time speed. So online payments, financial trading, video game play, etc. Enter Solana. Solana promises to, to offer all the goodness of blockchains, but with blind, blindingly thousand-fast speed. Faster speed, rather. So if you... And check it out for yourself. You can download the Phantom Wallet and send some Solana there. It's super fast. Time will tell how this plays out, but I used Solana for the first time this week. And, and using... So, so using Ethereum felt like using dial-up in the 90s. Things would happen eventually. You'd have to refresh the page a couple times, make sure it works. It's expensive. It's slow. Using Solana felt like Wi-Fi. It was fast, effortless, and really cheap. I feel like Solana just might be here to stay. So three quick things to check out. One, add another log to the raging bonfire that is NFT mania. Uh, there was a story that I shared about how a 12-year-old made over $400,000 selling weird whale NFTs in the past three months. And then Kevin Rose sold one of the, the Tyler Hobbs Fidenza pieces for $2.5 million after buying it for just over $3,000 two months ago. Both Weird Whales and Fidenzas are what's known as generative art, which is a really fascinating world that we plan to cover in next week's edition. My investment take on NFTs, they're 100% here to stay, but it's generally risky to buy when there's a full-fledged mania happening around you. I recommend using the time now to play around the space, learn the basics, know the players, buy pieces that really complete you versus ones that you're speculating on. And then when people aren't talking about NFTs, that's when it's your time to pounce. Number two, this is a hard one to represent in audio, but I shared this really funny um, or really cool video of the MeBit NFTs dancing to Gangnam Style. So check that out in the newsletter. 
And finally, in some non-crypto news, one of the recent phenomena that's taking over the e-commerce world has been this buy now, pay later. You guys have probably all seen it, whether it's a firm or Klarna or other places where you can buy. You know, you can buy something from Ikea for $300, but you can really just do it in, in installments, sometimes at 0% interest. Uh, there's this really good piece that I, I, I read that, you know, details the good, bad, and ugly with this trend. It's obviously good in many ways. Sometimes you can pay at 0% interest, but it can be bad because it can, can also trap uh, people into thinking they can afford things they can't, or certainly if they miss payments and start having to pay penalties, it can get kind of ugly. So really enjoyed this piece. Hope you guys like this recording. Uh, as always, please keep the feedback coming. Uh, and until next week, always be learning.